fellow grievers. Today, you have reached Season 3, Episode 15 of the Leftover Pieces Suicide Loss Conversations Podcast. And I'm Melissa, your host. And today is one of my solo, shorter episodes in which I go down the rabbit hole to talk about some of my thoughts or feelings in this journey after suicide loss. And today, the topic I'm going to speak to you about is clarity. But before I go there, I'm going to take just a second to do that thing that makes me a little uncomfortable. But in order to try to get this podcast to reach more of the grievers that need to hear it, that need to feel a connection in a community that understands their loss and how they're feeling, I know that it's important. So if you listen to this podcast on Apple, please take a moment and scroll down to the bottom and leave a rating and also a review. Believe it or not, it boosts the algorithms a lot and really helps other people be able to discover the podcast and this community. And if you listen on other platforms, I think the only one right now that also allows ratings or reviews is Spotify, I think. It might be Stitcher, but I think it's Spotify now allows reviews. So if you listen on another platform, my big favor and ask of this week is that you take a moment and go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts specifically and just leave a rating there. I'm not asking that you switch your player over because I know that we all listen to different players for different reasons, but I would really, really appreciate you taking a moment to do that. And the only other thing I want to say before we dive in is that if you are not aware of it, I host support groups online through Zoom for mothers who have lost a child to suicide. You can find all of the things that I do with support groups, my books and other tools and resources that I provide on theleftoverpieces.com. And if you ever have a question or can't find anything, please feel free to reach out to me through DMs on Instagram or email me at melissa at theleftoverpieces.com. And so now I want to dive into the topic and talk about clarity. And what is it? Like, why am I talking about it? For me, with grievers, there's so much of our world that feels foggy, that feels cloudy or shrouded, that I thought talking about kind of the opposite of that is a good thing to do because the reason we grievers listen to other people's journeys and lost stories is because it helps us, one, feel not alone, Two, it helps normalize our experience. And three, it gives us power. So I hope to do a little bit of all of those things by providing some of my insight into how things can begin to clear up or become more lucid. And uh, those are strange words to use, right? Well, not really, because if we define clarity, it's the quality of being coherent and intelligible. Or if you're talking about a more literal physical clarity, like glass or water, then you're talking about a quality of transparency or purity, which I actually like both of those definitions for grief and grievers, because I think 
that they both apply in our journey for sure. And so when does clarity start to poke its way through that fog? And how do we get it? And why is it important? Do we all need to find clarity? So my answer, because you guys know I don't really mix words, is that, yeah, I think we all do need to find clarity at some point. I think our timeline is going to be somewhat unique. But I also think that you know that part of the reason I've laid out this community and some of the things I do in it the way I have is because in my journey and now in having over 30 or 40 conversations with other grievers for the podcast, I feel like I have a little bit of a window in, a little bit of an insight into how this grief journey progresses. And I'm not going to call it stages because that's old news, right? We're not going to go there. But there are progressions that occur in our grief as we learn to walk with it, as we learn to move forward, as we learn to live alongside of it. And so for me, the way I've come to define those is kind of in the first three ish years. And yes, I always say ish, because again, there's no exact timeline. But as human beings walking around in our life, we are conditioned, whether we like it or not, by the moving of the second hand, by the moving of the hour hand and by the moving of the calendar days and years. And so we tend to progress through things in seasons and kind of like relationships in seasons and sometimes for reasons, right? The way I define these initial uh, integral progressions is through survival, hope, and healing. And it does loosely follow the path of the first three years of our lost journey. And remember that while I say one, two, and three years, that doesn't mean when you make it to the three-year mark that miraculously something is different, or if you're still surviving or feel like you're in survival mode when you're at 13, 14, 18 months, that something's wrong with you. And it's probably a whole nother rabbit hole episode to talk about knowing when you're stuck or when you do need to um, seek additional resources or help to move to the next place versus allowing it to happen naturally. But again, that's like a rabbit hole within a rabbit hole. So I'm going to go focus Melissa back to clarity, which that's actually a really punny thing that I didn't mean to do. Focus and clarity go hand in hand. And I recently um, did a reel for uh, a group that I'm in on clarity. And one of the main things I talked about was needing to come back to focus. So that's probably a subconscious thing that I just did there. But going back to the idea of survival, hope and healing being the first three years of our journey, I will tell you that in survival mode, you're not going to usually find anything more than small, tiny moments of clarity. Because it's time to grieve in the first year, meaning it's time to do the work of grieving, of missing, of loving, of hurting of remembering, of resting. The cloud that we're in, the fog that is there, that is allowing us to survive, is put there on a cellular, biological, brain-based level. 
Our body is protecting us from more than we can stand to bear at one time. And so those little moments of clarity are going to feel fewer and far between and less significant. And that's okay. You're not looking for a lot of rays of sunshine in that first year. Take the moments when they come. But if they're not there right now, and you're in that time, that's okay. I feel like the first time clarity starts to show up and really um, allow us that go back to the definition, become coherent and intelligible in what we're putting together with our thoughts and um, feelings is when we hit that second year at some point, which I call hope. Because it's usually in this year that those moments of brightness, of light, even if it's not super bright, it's way brighter than it was in the fog. Those moments start to shine through a bit. You start to know a little bit more what you want. And by that, I mean, you're ready to start doing the work of choosing a little bit, of relearning how to live in this new life. And you're doing a lot of accepting and negotiating and bargaining in that year as well. But the fact that you're doing those things is coming from a place of hope. And then the healing piece is to me when you can really start to think about clarity. It's in the healing phase. It's when you are able to start to achieve. It's when you're able to start to define things like what you want to choose to focus on, like what purpose you now want to live, because I'm going to tell you almost all traumatic loss survivors at some point have to realize that the way they see the world now isn't the way they saw the world before. So they on some level and some of us greater than others redefine our very purpose for what we do with our life and our daily tasks and chores, meaning our dreams and our desires might have changed. And those are all exercises that I think we engage in by the time we've made it to this phase. And sometimes this includes legacy or advocacy pieces because of the way our loved one died by suicide who our loved one was to us, and the impact they had on the world that we want to share forward, or possibly in order to help others not experience the same loss that we have. So some people might be asking, so if I know I want to do something to help others or to bring awareness or something like that, does that mean I have clarity? And I would say not necessarily, because When you have clarity, you'll know, like, you'll be like, I'm crystal clear, you can explain exactly what you want to do and how you want to do it to someone. And your purpose, your why will be crystal clear. And so I will tell you that a lot of reasons that grievers do not find the clarity they need is because they need focus in order to do that. And there are three main impeders of focus and clarity and grievers have them in spades. So lack of sleep, stress or anxiety, and poor nutrition or poor and or poor health are the three main things that impede 
us being able to have real clarity. So do you see the hamster wheel here? Because I do. It's a hamster wheel that a lot of us feel like we live on is that whole insomnia and anxiety. And we're not taking care of ourselves well, we're probably not eating right. So not sleeping, not eating, and having too much stress can really get in the way of having enough clarity to really be able to move forward in a productive and fulfilling manner. So this is where there's a hard stop, right? If any of those things are happening, either all of them are happening or one of them is happening in spades, you do have to stop and address them. You do have to be willing to take care of your whole self. I know I preach about that a lot, but you do have to be willing to take care of yourself for the sake of your clarity and purpose. And it's when you're at that point of knowing that you want to take care of yourself on that level, that you kind of know you've reached that point of healing and being able to move into a place of clarity. And for me, just to give you a frame of reference, if you're listening and are not aware of how far along in my journey I am, I lost my son, Alex, in August of 2016. And at the time of this recording, we are around mid-April of 2022. So this is year six for me. So what that means is that by the time I get to August this year, and just a handful more months, I will have been without my son for six years. And I only tell you that because I want to give you the timeline of it's only been the last two years that I have felt even like I had that clarity. And again, we're all unique. I've also shared that I did not have many of the tools and support systems in place in order to set myself up for earlier success and earlier growth in my healing journey. And so when I say it was probably around year four before I was really able to be forward thinking enough to make any real progress with this um, clarity piece with what I was, my purpose was, which, you know, if you haven't guessed for me was the leftover pieces podcast and then where it's moved to from there, which is the fact that I am motivated to write a series of healing books, a series, you know, for to be tools for other grievers in their early days, weeks, months, and years after loss. I am, 100% dedicated to the online support group community that I'm building. And because I know that's what matters, that's what gets us to that place, this place that I'm talking about today, the place of focus, a place where we see a path before us that appears supported and intentional and clear. I know that many grievers get tripped up by the idea that This loss has shattered us so completely that they get hung up in being broken. And I will tell you that from brokenness, from the ashes of brokenness and shattered pieces, the greatest power is able to grow. Yes, you have to cultivate it. Yes, you have to choose it because you have to nurture it and water it and take care of it. But I have met more world-changing, extremely dialed-in, empathetic, caring people in the past several years 
than I have ever met in my life. And this is an accidental. This loss, this suicide loss changes us. It shapes us. It motivates us. And it gives us crystal clear perspective or clarity. Trauma gives us clarity. We're kind of all phoenixes that are in different stages of rising from the ashes. We have a drive and a purpose like no others I have seen. And yes, that comes from a crystal clear perspective that only a traumatic loss like this can bring. So if you're not at that point yet, that rising point yet, If you're still in the ashes, it's okay to seek help and support. As a matter of fact, I think you need to. I think it's necessary in order to have, in order to learn to live successfully alongside this loss. So for a brief recap on clarity, we can all find it. I highly encourage it as a goal. If you're in survival mode, Give yourself grace and space. You need it. Take the time and start to just breathe. If you are in the hope stage, start to allow hope in. Make choices. Do the work. Find the support. And just keep going. Even if it feels like your progress is slow that's okay. And if you feel like you're in the healing stage of things, first, keep that support system. You're going to need them. Pick a path, find a path, start looking at different paths and find communities, places where there are other people like yourself healing and starting to walk forward with it. Start to dream start to define, and start to live again. And if you're in the previous stages, see this as your hope that yes, over time, it is going to change. Over time, it will soften a bit. You will become better at carrying it. No, you're not going to get rid of it, but you will start to learn to live with it more gracefully. And yes, we're going to have to double back at some point Throughout this journey, off and on, we're going to have to probably revisit those tri- that, dr- that great trifecta of impeders, sleep, anxiety, and nutrition, or health. We're going to have to continue to remind ourselves and practice putting tools in place, making ourselves a priority, finding comfort and support, and implementing real good self-care so that we can continue. But when we fall down, we get back up, right? And we keep going because we've put all these things in place, right? But I promise you, it's possible. It's possible to find some balance, to have dreams, to achieve clarity of purpose, and to find meaning, and yes, even happiness from amid those leftover pieces. Take care, and I hope we talk soon.